Warning! The following events are based on the personal accounts and recollections of three friends who too often find themselves in odd, weird, and flat-out absurd situations. We ask that you only enjoy these stories as they are told and do not try them at home. Please don't do anything stupid. Listen don't tell at me what your to do. own risk, bitches. Freestyle. <laughs> anyway, fist pop my asshole and call me a push pop. We got a story, actually stories, ready to sound so cool your ears. Baby bottle pop. Chris. Baby bottle pop. No, Chris. Chris, I need to know. Do you remember the candy store at the mall? Is your... What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Is your asshole not getting enough love? You bring up a lot of anal play. You know, most of these ideas come to me when I'm sitting on the bike at the gym. Then your ass is planted on something, so it should yeah. be somewhat satisfied. That's what I'm saying. Huh. Interpret. I've got nothing. <laughs> you found love in a hopeless place. At the gym. I'm Eric. I'm Chris. And I'm Sarah. This week, we are bringing multiple short stories to you about our time on a street called Homestead. Now, we have kind of touched on this house a few times. See Friendsgiving episode. See Halloween episode. It's basically the house that we keep mentioning that's in the urban environment. Where scampers picked up a hooker. Off yeah. Right. We talk about this place a lot. It is scary. All right, book club. This is episode 13 called The Homestead Chronicles. So Chris here is going to kick it off and give you guys a little backstory about this It's house. a tall this. tale about... You um, tried to do a good deed, and as usual, it backfired. Per, me, per usual. We were looking for a place to live. Sarah was subleasing an apartment. Long-term renting was not an option. So we had found this nice apartment, and I mean, it might have been the day that we were going to sign the lease for this place. A friend of ours, we're going to call her Bay. Bay. All she fucking did is call her boyfriend Bay every and time moan they it. spoke. Even, like, they had the loudest sex. Did not care who was home or what was going on, and you would just hear this bitch moaning, Bay. I mean, on multiple Bae. occasions, we were, like, slamming cupboards, slamming doors. We, I think we even opened her door at one time because she lived in the attic. <laughs> the only thing we didn't do is go up there and say, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Anyway. Next time I recommend going up there and saying, shut the fuck up. Well, lesson learned. Uh, no, next time I'm going to sign my fucking lease and say, sorry, it sucks that you're homeless. <laughs> anyway, we thought we would be nice because, you know, we're do or die here at the book club. We thought it'd be nice to let her live with us because she had nowhere else to go. She was kicked out of her mom's house, I think, and or no, her dad's house, and mom lived forever away, and I don't know, it was a whole issue. We found this house thinking it was cheap it wasn't too far from campus at the time it wasn't too far from your work you weren't too far away either we you know took it we jumped on it and i mean they pretty much rushed us into signing the lease we should have known then that (laughs) so many red flags and i i think we like you had to be out of the apartment by a certain time and at this point we had like two days to find a place so like we're like oh we'll take it well let's just say it's in one of the most dangerous parts of the city to give you an example, three days after I moved in, someone got jumped on our street and the news was there. I, I remember like walking out the door and seeing the news on our street and thinking, 
Why would they cover the first day of classes at, at OSU? That's <laughs> so weird. All the way out there. <laughs> well, and I remember I was scrolling through and it popped up for me as well. And I was like, why the hell is my Buick on the news? Because I Yo, see, boat. I, yeah, I saw my Buick in the background and they're like, man, beaten to death or beaten almost to death, lying in the street and the police found him. And I was like, that is right in front of our house. Like, right what the hell? Where are we? Where are we living? Like, what did I just sign? Oh boy, well we will tell you. Oh, it was so sketchy. Book club over, I think we lived there, what, six months? It was, well, we we signed a year lease and I couldn't take it anymore. And we moved out after like nine or ten months. It was, we cut it early. Yeah, it was just very dangerous. And oh, so many scary, crazy stories happened there. And today, book club, you guys are going to get the honor of hearing a few of these wild stories. I mean, we say dangerous, like there was a alley behind our house where I parked because we had a detached garage and there was a day it would have been in the spring. So we were seven ish months into our lease at this point. And I mean, we're getting ready to go to lunch. It's broad daylight and there were gunshots in the alley behind our house. Like they were loud. We eventually (laughs) got to the point that like we were desensitized to like we'd hear gunshots Whatever. That's just a normal Tuesday. I don't yeah. hear the windows breaking, so it's probably yeah, not. It's fine. Great. That's fine. That doesn't sound. Everyone's to still be our intact. House. <laughs> I, yeah. I think the maybe I'm not the, bleeding. The, must not be me. <laughs> the week or so that I moved in, I, I, this was around the same time as the guy got jumped. I got off the freeway, and it was dark out. You get off the freeway, and there's a main street, and we're, we live like right off the main street, like a mile down the road. And there's a guy walking. I shit you not, right in the middle of the street, just waving a gun at cars. So I passed this guy, and he pointed his gun at me. Yeah, it was terrifying. But we're going to start this wonderful Chronicles off with the first crazy thing that happened while we lived at this house. And we're going to call this short story, The Purge Night. (laughs) Exactly how it sounds. We were murdering each other and everything. (laughs) No laws. We had moved into this house and we were so excited to have our friends over to come hang out and drink and party. Let's celebrate this new place. Yeah, we were really trying something new here with the drinking and the partying. Right. And (laughs) again, guys, as I mentioned in an earlier episode, I'm a lazy piece of shit. So my mattress is still sitting in the fucking living room for everyone to enjoy themselves. I mean, to be fair, it was the first weekend we lived there. I don't think you didn't have a couch in there yet, right? No. Well, maybe. No, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we had one couch. Well, there's more than three people, so you had more places to just sit. So it's very could, thoughtful, really. We could just, you know, yeah. slumber party. I, I don't know. I'm just lazy and didn't want to put my bed together. So we were all hanging out, just chilling, drinking, having shooting a good time. Shooting the shit. Right, just shooting the shit, having a good time. And someone gets this idea where we lived. It was down the street from, like, an elementary school? High school. A high school, okay. <laughs> there Is might that... have been an uh, There was schools down the street. Within walking distance, block or two down the street. But they were close enough for us to wander down there relatively quickly and play. Right. And so half the party got this great idea. Let's go play baseball. Bay was a softball player. So she had a, a bat and one one bat, one glove, and one softball. Right. It was <laughs> at, also at like least. midnight. What the hell are y'all thinking? Like, no. Fuck no. And reminder, none of the scary things had really happened at this point, but I knew well enough to know that my ass is not wandering down there to play baseball at midnight. This is a terrible idea. We never once claimed that we were full of good ideas. No, that's true. That is very true. And so half the party wanders down there to play baseball. I did not go, and I don't think you went either, right? No, I, I told you guys not to go. I was like, this is a terrible idea. It's late. 
Like, we've already heard gunshots. Why would we wander around? But you went, Eric. Yes. I like baseball. (laughs) (laughs) It was with me, Scampers, Bay. The engineer. The the engineer. Did the bouncer go? No, the engineer did not go because he stayed back. He's like, this is terrible. Or sorry, the Italian. The Italian and Speedy. Yeah, quite the party. Enough for a baseball game. Yeah. And we were were just, it's not like we actually played anything. We were just basically running around in this field, screwing around with each other. Probably throwing the ball at each other. I think you guys, there was a... um, Baseball! No, there was a field goal there that you guys were climbing up on that, too, for football. Of course you were. Obviously. And so we did that for a little while, and I think we, I think even us, we quickly realized that maybe we shouldn't be here. So we were coming back across the street, and of course someone's out driving by, and I'm like, oh, fuck, here it goes. Well, this person's driving by, and they rolled down their window, and they said to Speedy, who's out by the street, like, Yo, you guys better go in. It's purge night. And Speedy's like, oh, yeah, totally it is. <laughs> what? Yeah, he's like, that's fucking funny, man. And Speedy tells <laughs> me this. I was like, you leave him the fuck alone. Do not respond. Do not engage. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. You go home. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, oh, God damn it, Speedy. This kid. I mean, this is the same guy that, you know, a stranger is rolling into a Halloween party at the same house. Yeah. And he's like, oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> oh, my God. Safety was not a priority. No. And. Of course, it never is. I think that was kind of like the first night they were like, mm, this neighborhood might be a little sketchy. Like, this might not be the best place for us. We can safely say this time we did not have the best of intentions. No. I mean, we did. We were trying to help a friend out, but we should have just signed the other lease and said, screw it. Make her go back to her dad and stop being a little whiny bitch. So, the next story that we're going to share, guys, this one is when danger finally found us. We're going to title this story, Cinderfella. I'll take it from here. (laughs) Why you? So, this would have been a couple months later, so about two months into fall semester, and I, most of my classes were in the morning because I worked in the evening, and I just so happened to oversleep. This was a week or so after we got the cat and I wake up to someone banging on the front door and our little kitten six weeks old is meowing his head off like oh my god someone is here to play with us just going all out well I you know I had no idea why someone was banging on the front door so I just you know rolled over and just like I'll just wait for them to, to leave and then I'll go about my day well he kept banging on the door banging on the door it finally stopped like all right we're good well then he starts banging on the side door now the side door is we have a fenced in backyard so he had to open the gate to get in the side door well and it's not just like a fenced in backyard we have a privacy fence a six foot tall fence like you're not supposed to be back there (laughs) right you know it's not like it's oh my little garden gate like you know you don't belong in the backyard and he same thing is banging on the side door And the cat is just meowing his head off. So by this point, I'm like, all right, something is up. I'm not sure what. So I call Sarah, who's at work. I'm like, are we expecting someone? Because, like, no one is supposed to be home right now. She's like, no, I have no idea why someone's banging on the side door. It's like, all right, well, I'm just going to wait it out a little bit longer and see what happens. Well, then I see his silhouette on the other side of my window. Again, we have a fenced-in backyard, and my window is overlooking the stairwell down to the basement. So, like, he had to climb up on the stairs to try to open my window. And I'm still on the phone with Sarah. Like, something's wrong. He's trying to open my door. I need to grab the baseball bat. I have to go. So I, you know, get off the phone with her. I run into the closet, get the baseball bat, and 
at this point, he by the time I get the baseball bat and I'm on the phone with police, he had pushed in Sarah's air conditioner in her bedroom and was in the house. Like I, I it's not a big house. So our bedrooms are in the back and there's a little conjoining hallway and the living room is right on the other side of this hallway. Police ladies like, well, you need to hide. He hears me talking to you. I'm, I'm, I'm screwed either. He's got a gun and I'm going to go or he's going to run away. I, I just, or I have to, I don't know. I, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, adrenaline's kicking in. This guy opens Sarah's door, peers around, <laughs> sees me and all I see is his eyes light up and he slams the door and I hear him sprint back to the window and out he goes. Okay. I So I'm going to tell from my point of view for a second. You give me this call and I have never been so afraid in my entire life. I was like, holy shit. I need to leave right now to the boat. I go and like <laughs> <laughs> to the boat. And I remember I just went to my boss. I was like, I need to leave right now. I was like, someone broke into my friend, like broke into my house. I need to go now. And like, I didn't even give her a chance to respond to me before I was out the door in my car flying down 315 to get home. And I'm just the entire time I kept thinking, I was like, please be okay. Please be okay. Please. I hope nothing's wrong. But also to like Cinderella's point, can you imagine expecting nobody to be home and then opening the door and here's this six foot four guy standing with a baseball bat <laughs> i would have fleed too he, he was not very big he was we we have a strong suspicion it was a neighbor but we don't know for sure they were like, they were like teenagers yeah. like i mean he was he had maybe five seven and not very big like all, all i saw was shoulders up but they weren't very tall shoulders. Well, but as far as he's concerned, though, there's nobody in this house. <laughs> there's a kitten. <laughs> there's, there's a cat somewhere that I need to worry about, but there's nobody here. He opens the door, there's a six foot four guy with a bat. Like, I'd be like, oh shit. I would have done the same well, thing. You'd be amazed how fast I would have moved. <laughs> I, I mean, I remember, I mean, she tells me to hide, and I'm like, he's, he's in the house. And then it gets really quiet. And just a pause. Even she stopped. She <laughs> She's was like, like what's going to happen next? What's next? <laughs> and he just opens the door. And then slams it and runs away. So I'm like, all right, he's gone. I, I Like I said, I saw him from the shoulders up. So I saw he had a black shirt and a red hat. So I you know, I walk into the room to see if he took anything. I, not that I think he did. He was in and out really fast. But she offered to stay on the phone with me. So I'm like, yes, so like my heart is racing. I need to calm down. Police finally get there and they run up to the door. Like, did you see where he went? Blah, blah, blah. No, man, I, I stopped. Of course, it's the middle of the day and people are conjugating <laughs> outside the street and what do you know there's a guy in a black shirt and a red hat <laughs> out on the street and the cop walks up to the door and he's like is that him now this guy's like 6'2 and muscular there's no way it's unless he grew it's not him <laughs> i mean they they do their thing of course they have no idea where this guy went so it didn't last very long but you know sarah shows up shortly after and yeah, I remember I got there. I, I made some good time. Like, I got there as quick as possible. But sure. when I got there, there were three or four police there cars. There was like, a lot. It was yeah. not a one car kind of thing. Like, they were ready for some action. I mean, well, they kind of expect things right, like this. Where we live. <laughs> I come inside, and I remember the guy was questioning if my guitar was a gun. And I was like, <laughs> no, it's just an electric guitar that I don't do, play. Do you want to open up? <laughs> right. You, you want to strum some chords? Like, it's fine. While trying to get out of the window to get away from fur... He left his shoe. He's <laughs> flying so fast, he ran out his J's. <laughs> and I remember the cops had left, and I was like, Fur, this is not my shoe, so let's call his detective back and well, say it, something. It was buried under the, the, AC. the AC, so I didn't see it. And they did. They sent a cop back, 
and he's like, well, is there any way this was, you know, your shoe? I'm like, even her feet are bigger than these. <laughs> like, there's no way. <laughs> that they were like tiny ass shoes. And so that's kind of where the name Cinderfella came along because he broke into the house and then he left a shoe behind for the crime. So, well, the, the police had left by then. And so I called them back and I was like, I, I, I didn't know, I had no idea who to call. I've never been in this situation before. So I called, I think it was a sheriff's office. And what do you know? Scamper's mom answers the phone. <laughs> 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 she's like, I don't think I knew that. Columbus Sheriff's Office, how can I help you? Now, I mean, a lot of people were already familiar with the area, so they were not happy that we were living in this area. And Scampers had already been there. Oh, so yes. they he, didn't want him coming No, over. they wanted him to stay away from that place. And I was like, We Shit. all wanted to stay away from that place. <laughs> <laughs> if she knows that this happened already, there I mean, we're never gonna live this down, so I hung up the phone real quick and called somebody else. <laughs> But, I mean, that shook me for a while. I, I I had to take a shower shortly after, and Sarah's like, you know, everything's fine. I have to go back to work. So I'm in the shower, and I think at that point you were coming in to say bye to me, and it scared the shit out of me. So I, like, screamed. And then <laughs> that was about the time I started sleeping with you. It was like, I'm not sleeping by myself just in case something happens. And, our like I said, our bedrooms are in the back, and there's a floodlight that, you know, is motion detected would go on all the time and after this point i didn't sleep well for a while i remember waking up at one point and the the lights on so of course i can't see anything but i'm trying to look back there and see if anyone's opening the garage and the cat i like turned around and hit the cat and he meowed and i screamed (laughs) (laughs) he scared me so bad well and at that point we started taking a lot because like we were stuck in this lease and we called the like the landlord and was like hey you know can we please get out of this it's not safe and like no sorry you buy your lease out you're stuck and there was no way to break the lease and we were basically just kind of stuck there no sympathy so we took some precautions we cut a bunch of like two by fours and put it in all the windows so that no one could lift up those windows anymore yeah my dad came over at like eight o'clock and had a saw going in the dining room so i'm sure everyone knew (laughs) what was going on yeah we had baseball bats in every room now we've started putting up like fake security signs and then guys we had a beware the dog sign (laughs) puppy at this point yeah we're like okay guys it's time to get a guard dog we got like a six pound beagle (laughs) (laughs) well you guys did not do i feel like the thing that would have protected you best and that was you get the recording that was used in home alone to scare away the fucking wet bandits and he's screaming and or no it wasn't the way it's just the people at the hotel and scared them away where the gun starts firing and shit that's what you needed to have i know now we needed scampers fireworks throw them in a pot. <laughs> the one time we need scampers fireworks we didn't know and this is the first time that something like this really ever happened besides that no one really had like fucked with us so and we honestly did not have problems until neighbors moved in because for a while that house was empty and as soon as neighbors moved in there was all these kids that were hanging around and i think I mean, he's not wrong. It was kind of a struck of luck that Chris just happened to be there that day because he usually wasn't. And so it's like we started then getting the AC came out of the window. Anytime we left that, the AC came out of the window. Such a pain in the ass. Too. It was, but it was like a safety thing. And I told Chris, I was like, we're screwed. I was like, my room has everything. Our main TV, our Xbox was in there. The Wii, all of our electronics was in that room. And, and he I was saw like, it. Well, I should have seen it all. 
And so I think that was another reason we were really scared. We're like, they're going to try to come back and do this again. They'll figure I out I mean, it's schedule. very obvious when we're there and when we're not there. Right. So. We, we were working. You were at school. I was working a normal eight to five. Like well, I was I was in school full time and working full time. I was never home. Right. And that was always a fear of mine was, you know, you're going to come home. The animals are going to be dead and our stuff's going to be gone. Who, who knew what was going to happen? But luckily, that was it as far as break-ins. So then this leads us into our next story. It's titled Chainsaw Massacre of Homestead. Now, as we mentioned, because of the Cinderella episode, we were very much on edge. And so any kind of noise that we were hearing was just like... Uh. Well, it was just very stressful. We were constantly worried that something else was going to happen and something bad was going to occur. So I'm going to tell you a little story about a series of unfortunate events that, um, yeah, were pretty bad. They were bad, huh? They were bad. So me, Scampers, and Chris were all drinking and hanging out. Naturally. Right. And Chris decided he was going to go to bed. He just kind of passed out on the bed. I mean, it was like one in the morning by this point. Sounds (laughs) early. Yeah, pussy. All right. And next thing we know, the power goes out. And me and Scampers are like, well, shit. Let's go check the breaker box. So we leave a baseball bat with Chris. You know, sleeping Chris, and we head down. <laughs> At least to, you thought about me. <laughs> we did, and we head down to the sketchy basement to check the breaker box. Get to the breaker box. Nothing. Everything's the way that it should be. All right. I'm now fucking freaked out. I've seen these horror movies. I know what happens. The power goes out, and then you're stabbed. So I run back upstairs. That's escalated quickly. Exactly right. how it goes. <laughs> I run back upstairs, and I grab the biggest knife I have. This is my defense. <laughs> it's like a. $10, like, knives that you get at Kohl's. <laughs> and this is my But defense. it was big. Right, and, but That's it was all big. That matters. And this was my defense. Scampers, keep the baseball bat. I got the knife. So what you're going to do if anyone breaks in this house, you hit him in the knees and I'll stab him. This is my goal, okay? So. A flawless plan yet again. Yes. You left me to die. <laughs> you had a baseball bat, okay? You're the dumbass who went to sleep. You just got to wake up swinging. So me and Scampers come up with this pack that we're going to move in groups. The two of you? Yep. We're okay. not leaving each other's side. We've already lost Chris, man down. We're not going to give out on each other. So he's got to pee, so I go and I guard his back while he pisses, just in case someone breaks in. Like So I'm in the doorway, like the, like the kind of like a bouncer, and I'm blocking the doorway. Like No one's going to fucking attack you when no you're vulnerable. No one sees you with your arms crossed. <laughs> <laughs> she crossed her arms. She raised her shoulders and like hunched over, like, fuck with me. We're sitting here. Like, eyebrow up. Like Whatever. <laughs> so I was like, I'm guarding scampers. I'm in danger. Right. No one's going to stab you in your vulnerable moment while you're pissing. My friend's trying to pee. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, I got this. I'll take care of it. Me and scampers are like, okay, this is where I become a bad friend. Well, not really. We agreed. Let's try to go to bed. Okay. Because we're both freaked out. Let's just go lay down. Well, Chris is in my bed. And as I've mentioned multiple times, Chris is a bed hog. So... We leave him with a baseball bat, and we take the animals, and he's just on his own. And we go and we sleep in Chris's bed. <laughs> He's got some hoodies in there. You can smother him with. Yeah, he'll be fine. So we go in Chris's bed, and we're laying there with the animals, trying to fall asleep. Next thing I know, we hear chainsaws. 
in the backyard. Like they sound, well, maybe not in the backyard, but they're super fucking close. Like it sounds like they are in our backyard. And I mean, I'm freaking out. And the spotlight is then on in the backyard. And I'm looking out them. I don't see anything, but I hear these chainsaws. <laughs> Me and Scampers are like, what the fuck? It's like War of the Worlds. Right. So we start making a documentary of like, of course well, you did. what's that movie? Um, Cloverfield? With, no, The Man and His Rock. Castaway? No, rock. 127 not. hours. 127 hours. Me and Scampers. I'm pretty were sure like, Tom Hanks had a rock too. <laughs> he had a volleyball. He had a volleyball. I know. He probably had a rock too. Me and Scampers are like, okay, we need to make a documentary so when they find our bodies, they know what happened. So we start taking Snapchat videos of, and at this point, it was only, you know, 10 second videos here and there. <laughs> yeah, back in the day. Right. Of what is happening. Guys, we still have plenty of water. The food is still there, but we have no power. And we're just giving this, like, play-by-play. We have a knife, and we have a bat. And then we check in. We have now drank all of our water. Like, we just kept, like, giving this update. As if this is, like, something really, really serious. And then we hear dogs barking, going crazy. And all of a sudden, we hear a helicopter. And there's a spotlight. And I was like, we are going to fucking die. Like, I was convinced. At that point, this is it. We're dead. Scampers. I love you. You've been a great friend, but hasta la vista, baby. We're dying. Like, I just thought it was so scary. And again, looking back, we never did go check on Chris, but you survived. (laughs) Glad you're okay. I didn't even wake up for any of this. No. (laughs) Like, you you kind of hear it in a dream, but you're still sleeping. I I remember hearing you guys screaming and hearing chainsaws, but that was about it. It didn't phase me. (laughs) Terrified. I was like, something is wrong. I'm sorry, guys. Let's look at the facts powers out chainsaws dogs going like crazy barking and there's a helicopter with a spotlight yep we're dead i've seen that movie right that's exactly what i thought too and i was like scampers i was like i love you but there's nothing we can do let's just go to sleep and pray for the best and that's what we did and you know what happened guys you woke up um did you die the tree fell on the power lines, and they were using the chainsaw to cut up the tree to move it. And they used the spotlights <laughs> to see where the tree was. Those sketchy bastards. <laughs> I think I went to my parents the next morning, and I woke up, like, kind of early. So it was before you guys even were up. And I remember, like, there was still, like, the utility vehicles in the alley, and there were twigs and whatever all over the alley. It's like, that's really weird. Of course, then I see your Snapchat stories, and you guys think you're dying that makes sense. <laughs> yes. So, guys, to recap this story, the tree had fallen on the power lines, and that's why we had no power. They then had someone go out there as an emergency with a chainsaw to cut up this said tree branch so that power could be reinstored. And this upset the dogs that lived a few houses down, so they were barking and going like crazy. And they couldn't see what they were doing, so they had a helicopter that was using a spotlight to help them see so they could cut these branches. And that's what had me scared, thinking that I'm going to die. I recorded a video of my last final moments, all because of a series of unfortunate events with a fucking tree. I mean, it's better to be prepared, I guess. We weren't. I literally said, like, I felt like the old couple on the Titanic that was like, let's just go to sleep. We're going to drown anyways. Like, I was like, let's just lay down. <laughs> lay there and take it. Right. I was like, at least I'm going to fall asleep or you know, die doing what I love, sleeping. So a chainsaw comes through your window. I mean, think about it from my point of view, though. All those different factors, if they happened to you, would you not be scared shitless? Oh, I mean, given the environment and the situation, yes, you have every reason to be scared. <laughs> I would have prepped my Home Alone movie. 
I know. Really, a lot of our problems could be solved with Home Alone. I mean, the Scampers loves that movie. He should have been prepared. He wasn't. Nope. He was not. He just wanted to make our farewell videos. And if there's any friend of ours that has a plethora of weapons on him always, well, he's, he's running around with like a tail on his ass and yeah. a baseball bat. And he had a baseball bat and I had a knife from Ikea. What more could you possibly need? Nothing, which is a fucking, you know, branch that fell on a wire. Well, live and you learn. All right, guys, and here is the final short story that we are going to offer from the Homestead Chronicles. We are going to call this Jigglypuff with a Taser. Obviously. So, in this story, it was me, Chris, Scampers, and Cece. Cece had just bought a brand new Taser. And, of course... We wanted to fucking see it. Like, come on, this is cool. Like, and I like all of our friends. I mean, we we would ask people to come over in groups. We figured, you know, if people arrive at the same time, they're not going to mess with a group. So right. that's what we did. <laughs> and people were prepared. So yeah, and Cece so got a taser. Cece got a taser. She brings it over, and we're like, oh my god, zap it! Like we thought it was the coolest thing in the world. So she just starts zapping it, and then me and Cece were, well, I guess we were all drinking, and we got really, really drunk. And we came up with this terrible idea that it'd be funny as fuck to tase scampers. He probably deserved it. <laughs> we this poor kid. chased him <laughs> through the house into my bedroom where he locked himself in there. Him and Chris were locked in our bedroom. And me and Cece are just like acting like some crazy psycho bitches. And we're standing up in the door. We kept putting the taser underneath the door and we would zap it. You would hear Chris scream like a little bitch every I mean, single you've fucking never, time. If you've never handled a taser, they're loud. <laughs> right. You just hear Chris. Ah! <laughs> and and like, I'm tall. Okay. <laughs> and I'm tall. What does this tall have to do with it? I couldn't see it under the door. I'm tall. I know. Give me a lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to get tased. And so these two are just fucking around and we just keep trying and we're like what do you mean fucking around we're hiding for our lives and no. y'all are like we just want to taste scampers like i'd be the worst friend ever if i just opened the door and pushed him out <laughs> so, you should have so that well no you guys were fucking around because the entire time scampers was opening up the window trying to jump out oh he was out at one point, he was standing outside. Yes, because I remember me and Cece are like, let's take the fucking door handle off, and then guess what? The lock won't be there anymore. We can just open this fucking thing and buzz, buzz, bitch. We're good to go. <laughs> and finally, Chris is like, no, guys, he's gone. Don't worry about it. He's, he's out of here. He's not here anymore. And we're like, okay, we're not, we don't want to taste Chris. We just want to taste Gary. And I don't know why we uh, we had our mind set on tasing him. So he's outside the house. And did Cece finally go outside and start chasing him around the backyard? Was that what happened? Oh, probably. And finally we let Scampers come back in and we start playing. And I think at this point, Chris, I think you fell asleep. More than likely. I think I you fell asleep while waiting on us because we were chasing Scampers. Yeah. And I was also, I you know scared out of my mind <laughs> you're such a little pussy and <laughs> they sounded like it hurt and so us three were playing games and somehow scampers got the taser and me and cc 
are just drunk enough that we freaked the fuck out. And we're like, we need to leave this house right now. Oh, how the turntables. <laughs> exactly. We grab our shoes and we take off running with our shoes. Like we're, we put the shoes on our hands with their gloves. And take off running out the front door. At this time, Cece was pretty trashed. And our front porch is like an enclosed front porch. So there's only one way off of it. This bitch runs right out the door and runs straight into the side of the fence. <laughs> and you just hear her go, oh. And she just falls to the ground. And like, damn it, Cece, get up. Like, we've got to go. Oh. And we're like, we need to get out of here. Scampers is going to tase us. Like, we are screwed. We've been fucking with him all night. And this is our payback. We've got to go. So we run to the Buick. And then <laughs> Cece's like, you know what we should do? We should go buy Chris beer. He fell asleep and he wants Christmas ale. Let's go to Cleveland. Naturally, let's go to fucking Cleveland. And I'm like, hell yeah. And so Scampers comes running out the door. No, guys, don't go anywhere. Please, like, come on, just come back inside. And finally, we agree. He's trying to be responsible at this point. He's He's like, oh my God, they're going to leave. And little did you know we were going to Cleveland. (laughs) Well, but. I mean, you guys have been drinking for hours now right. and are now We're wearing in- shoe gloves. Like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> and you're running from stamps on the taser. Right. Cece freaks out, runs back to the house. This bitch trips going in the door and falls face first in the front and in, into the house and just laying there. Having and all the worst you, look. Right. And all you hear is, ow. And I'm like, oh, this dumb bitch. <laughs> Her face gonna hurt at this point. I felt so bad for her. So we get over there. And then we're just being drunk and screaming and being stupid. And Cece goes, I'm a Pokeball. And gets down to a little ball on the ground. And she's like, Sarah, throw your Pokeball. So I throw the Pokeball. And she pretends to pop out like a Jigglypuff. And she's like, and she's like singing Jigglypuff's little, you know, anthem. The dumbest shit in the world. And we thought it was so funny. And Poor Scampers. Chris is asleep and Scampers just watching this shit show go on. And we're having the best fucking time doing the dumbest shit. And then it came to the stairs. And poor Cece got herself stuck at the bottom of the stairs and could not get up them. Every time she tried to walk a few steps, she'd fall back down. (laughs) And she's like, just give me a pillow. I'll sleep down here. And I was like, it really might be for the best. I don't know how you're going to get up here because she can't walk. It's like suddenly she has forgot how to use her limbs and she's just laying there. She, uh, she gets to the point where she is dead weight. Right. And, and she, you have to carry her or she's not going anywhere. Right. And she was just laying there. And I was like, uh, Scampers, if you're, I mean, you're going to have to get her. Like, I don't know how to get her up here. <laughs> and it was just, it was a total shit show. I'm pretty sure we ended up passing out on the couch. And oh my God, it was a total disaster. But looking back on that, I'm like, what the hell was wrong with us? Like, so many different incidences had happened. And we are like, let's go outside and run around with tasers? We go through this conversation every time. I know. The only thing I can think of is, like, we were trying to, like, prove to, like, the neighborhood, like, yeah, we got a fucking taser, bitch. Fuck with us. And we had a chili puff. <laughs> I'm sure they were very intimidated. It, oh, my God. It was... Cinderfella is shaking in his J. It was just a... To- in his- just the one? Yeah, just, just the, the one. one. <laughs> it was just a total shit show the entire night and i remember you woke up the next day and you're like yeah what'd you guys do i was like you don't even want to fucking know we were running around like wild banshees and poor scammers had to deal with it all i don't feel bad for him we've put up with him we literally (laughs) were chasing him around in the hood trying to tase him he's not already scared enough oh well 
is good for him. He got some exercise. He got some fresh air out of it. <laughs> it oh, God. It's like prison time. <laughs> Looking back on that, I was like, what the hell is wrong with us? So what are our final thoughts? What lessons do you think we brought from this? Don't live in the hood. Y'all are fucking stupid. <laughs> That's a given at this point. Can't let you forget. Thank you. Thank you for the reminder. Uh, don't live in the hood. Get home alone on standby. Don't live with friends. You're welcome to leave at any time. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Home Alone on standby. There's a lot of lessons in this one. There really is. I mean, it, from the first story, it just keeps piling up of stupid shit that all could have been avoided if we just signed the first lease. I mean, in, this episode is really just scratching the surface and things that, well, I mean, technically we've already given other stories, but I mean, a lot of things happened at this house. <laughs> it was just a bad move. I wish we would have lived in the other townhouse that we had picked out. Our life probably would a lot different, and we probably would have been We'd be living not mentally scarred. Normal, urban lives. But and then you wouldn't have such quality episodes for your future podcast. Yeah. We, um, I'd like to believe that we would have had other quality <laughs> that didn't involve chainsaws. We suffer for your entertainment book club. It's always for you guys. So that is the end of this episode. If you like what you hear and you want more from us, please check us out on Instagram. We are stories from the phone book. We are also on Twitter. We are the phone book thoughts. She ain't happy about that. <laughs> That's all there is to say about Twitter. <laughs> and we will be here at the same time next week. And stay stupid, book club. <laughs>